Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of Piano Rhapsody, an amateur's guide to classical piano. If you're a new listener, welcome. This is a podcast where you follow the trials and tribulations of an amateur piano player who hopes to play Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue one day. One day, years from now. But on this road, paved with musical milestones, every week we discuss one piece that I encounter along the way. I try to frame that piece in its historical and musical context, and we have a look and try to appreciate it. The end goal is that we all walk away a little more knowledgeable and appreciative of classical music, and can use this as momentum to build on more difficult pieces in the future. This is episode 5.4, the fourth episode in a series of five spotlighting the Baroque period, specifically the collection of 15 inventions by Johann Sebastian Bach. We've already covered six of these inventions in the previous three episodes, and today we're going to add two more to that list. But before we do that, I wanted to share an exciting announcement. So this podcast is still a baby. I started it back in January of this year. And this year is 2021, by the way, in case there are some listeners in the future. I've learned quite a bit about podcasting in the past few months, and more about audio than I ever really cared to know about. The audio quality has improved a bit since the launch episode, and I'm happy about that. I've been tweaking some things here and there. Uh, For instance, I've learned to turn off the clock in my house before I record, so it doesn't sound like there's a slow metronome in the background. If you really listen carefully to the first couple episodes, you'll hear it. But one thing that was really limiting the quality of the show was that I could only do so much with my dear old Yamaha piano which was almost 15 years old. It has done me well for many years, but I've decided to put it to bed. And yes, that means I have a brand new piano. I am now the proud owner of a Roland LX705 and think that this will be a great new addition to improving my skills as a piano player, as well as making the podcast a better listen. However, there is a catch... Uh, The thing is, I have pretty much planned a lot of this podcast in advance, so I have a bunch of recordings from my old piano to get through first. So while we probably won't appreciate the improved piano quality right away, I'm sure some stuff will sneak in. Maybe even in this episode. Some of my older performances are already feeling outdated to me. So I'm also thinking of doing some encore performances for some of the pieces that I particularly like. We'll see what the future holds. Let's take it one week at a time. Speaking of, this week we have two inventions to talk about, so let's get started. The first invention of the day is invention number 10 in G major. This invention is a bit different because it's in a compound meter of 9-8, which means that there are 9 beats per measure with the 8th notes receiving one beat each. The 9 beats per measure gives this invention a feeling of 3 sets of 3. And a lot of the melodic lines are based on the idea of triplets. As we know by now, we can expect the invention to open with an introduction of the subject, which is a short series of 9 notes in this invention. A simple 3 sets of triplets played by the right hand. which afterwards is echoed by the left hand, 
only raised by a fifth. From here, we experience an episode in the home key of G major, which lasts a bit longer than in the other inventions that we've looked at so far. And, true to the usual invention form, this invention key shifts to the dominant. So if this piece is written in G major, the dominant, or the fifth, would be D major. And when the key changes, we've learned to expect a reiteration of the subject, but this time the hands are switched, which is exactly what we get here. The subject is presented in D major with the left hand this time around. And it is followed by the right hand, again raised by a fifth. This is where the invention strays a bit from the invention form that we discussed in the last episode. Instead of having a brief foray into the relative minor key, this invention goes straight back to the home key of G major. This invention is kind of a home buddy. It does not like to leave the house. Maybe Bach wrote this during a pandemic, who knows. Number 10 spends a significant majority of its time in its home key of G major which is unlike the other inventions. It fills out the latter half of the piece with arpeggiated triplets played against elongated trills in the opposite hand. This gives the invention some life and energy that some of the previous inventions lack, especially coming after number nine from the previous episode, which is a bit more somber and dark. After this development, the subject makes one last return in the right hand, and a brief coda plays out to the end, staying true to its comfortable home of G major. Let's listen to this whole invention that kind of stubbornly bucks the trend of modulating around too much and introduces a triplet rhythm that makes it unique to the other inventions. Here is Bach's invention number 10 in G major, BWV 778.
for the second invention of the episode, we're going to skip numbers 11 and 12 and move on to my favorite of all the inventions, number 13 in A minor. Why is unlucky number 13 my favorite? I don't know if I have a clear-cut answer for that. It was the first invention I ever learned, so maybe nostalgia has a hand in that. It's also pretty fun to play, so it has that going for it. The invention opens, like a lot of the others, with the subject played by the right hand. It's arpeggiated, quick-moving, and bouncy. And it's directly followed by an imitation in the left hand. Then the subject is repeated in both hands, just to really cement it into your brain. Here's the whole intro. From here, we expect Bach to be on the road to a key change, which he does, in the relative key. And since we started in A minor, we need to go up one whole step and one half step to find the relative major key. So if we start with A, we go up one whole step, that brings us to B, up another half step, C major. Once we arrive at our new key of C major, the subject is reintroduced. And as we expect the second time, the hands switch. So the subject starts in the left hand and is followed by the right. And immediately after the reintroduction of the subject material, the key shifts again this time to G major. Right here. So Bach utilizes this brief stint in G major to bring us to another key change. And if you guess the dominant, then you're correct. Now to figure out the dominant of A minor, we're gonna flash back to your first day at kindergarten Everybody's sitting cross-legged with snotty noses and dried applesauce on their face, saying A, B, C, D, E minor. Okay, maybe they didn't say E minor, but you get my point. And now that we're back in a minor key, it makes it that much easier for Bach to return back to the home key of A minor which he does with one last reiteration of the subject. And this is where things get fun. Normally, when we hear Bach return to the subject in its home key, we can expect things to start winding down. But in this invention, Bach ramps it up. As you can hear, Bach kind of breaks with his former invention balance and introduces an extended coda just lined with relentless 16th notes, building tension all the way to the end of the piece, which he decides to end with both hands in unison on A. So I thought we can do something a little different here. I mean, since we are in the Baroque period after all, and all of these inventions were originally written for harpsichord. And since my new piano has a handy harpsichord function, which is pretty authentic because it ignores how hard you press the key 
just like an authentic harpsichord would. I thought I would re-record this invention using the harpsichord voice to try to give as close as an authentic performance as I could and really transport us back to the 1700s. So let's listen to Bach's invention number 13 in A minor, BWV 784, with a modern digital harpsichord. Definitely still prefer the piano, but it's good to get into the Baroque spirit every now and then. Speaking of, next week we will be concluding this series on the Baroque period, discussing inventions 14 and 15, so make sure to come back next week and we'll all throw Bach a going away party. The standalone recordings for the two inventions we talked about today can be found right in the podcast feed, including the normal piano version of invention number 13. And for the piano players out there, you'll find links to the public domain sheet music in the episode details. We skipped inventions number 11 and 12 today, but if you're interested in hearing them, you can head over to the Piano Rhapsody SoundCloud page, where you can stream all of the music we discuss on this podcast and more, all for free. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter, at Piano Rhapsody, or email me at pianorhapsodypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining me on this trip to the Baroque period. Looking forward to packing our bags next week and moving on to see what the classical period has in store for us. Until then, I will talk to you next week.